Welcome to the Life Central Podcast. It is so good to have you come and connect with us again this week. We trust that this session will be helpful to you in your faith journey. Welcome and thank you for joining us today. Thank you for spending your time with us today. Question for you. Have you ever been in an argument with yourself? You wake up in the morning and you are pessimistic, unhappy, just generally despondent and tired before you've even got out of bed. Then you start thinking that uh, you've lost every battle before you've even stepped out of bed. In fact, you've even lost the battles that you're not fighting at this stage before you've even got out of bed. The next moment, the win the day you starts getting in this argument with the the end of the world you. And there is this verbal battle happening in your head. And that goes from a verbal battle and the next moment it's like there's a full-on wrestling match happening in your head. And all this before you've even gotten out of bed. (laughs) We've all had these kind of mornings, haven't we? We've all had these times where the battle in your head is just so loud and so obnoxious that you can't think straight. Now, it's good for me to know that the the psalmist struggle with this all the time. It just makes me feel a little more normal to know that even the writers of the Bible had difficult days and they were struggling with the same things that we struggle with. They struggled to maintain their hope in God, to maintain their hope in what they held onto all the time. You see, I'll be honest with you, I never expected holding on to hope to be a battle. I thought hope was just something that, you know, comes naturally something that we sway into and out of as life goes on. But it seems that this struggle is real. This fight to maintain our hope and our hope in the best, man, it's something that we fight every day. We look at Psalm 42 and we see the psalmist repeating a certain chorus twice. It's kind of like he has this rough morning where the end of the world you and the win the day you is kind of fighting. And this is what he says. Psalm 42 verses 5 and 11 says, Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise Him again, my Savior and my God. It seems like the psalmist's hope comes at a price. It seems like he has to choose it. It doesn't just walk its way into his life and into his mind and into his heart. It doesn't just allow him to float through the struggles of life. No, he has to choose it over and over and over again. You see, it's got this definite idea of our hope runs out if we don't refill it in the streams of hope. Let's read the the psalmist's struggle and how he frames it as we read the whole Psalm 42. It says, As a deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for God, the living God. When I can go when I can go and stand before him. When can I go and stand before him? Sorry. Day and night I have only tears for food, while my enemies continually taunt me, saying, Where is this God of yours? 
My heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be. I walked among the crowds of worshippers, leading a great procession to the house of God, singing for joy and giving thanks amid the sound of great celebration. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise Him again, my Savior and my God. Now I'm deeply discouraged, but I will remember you. Even from dis the distant Mount Hermon, the source of the Jordan, from the land of Mount Miser. I hear the tumult of the raging seas as your waves and surging tides sweep over me. But each day the Lord pours his unfailing love upon me, and, though, and, and through each night I sing his songs, praying to God who gives me life. O oh God, my rock, I cry, why have you forgotten me? Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed by my enemies? Their taunts break my bones. They scoff. Where is this God of yours? Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise Him again, my Savior and my God. This is a bit more than a rough morning and two personalities fighting in your head. No, this is a real person facing real life battles and real struggles like we do every single day, isn't it? And it is imperative that we remember where we found our hope before. Just like the psalmist says, he will go back to the streams. He remembers where he found his hope. He remembers where hope started and how it will go into the future, how it will draw him into the future. We need to persistently ask God, or we need to persistently ask the God of hope to refill our wells of hope until we overflow with hope. So then we can overflow with joy and we can overflow with peace and we can have resilient love. In my life, when I feel put down, I, I need to look to refill my hope for the strength to take on the next day to take on the next challenge so that I don't just go around and returning evil for evil because that is my natural state is just to to play out an eye for an eye and an eye for an eye just leaves us with a whole lot of blind people doesn't it if I experience a setback when I get sick or when that important meeting doesn't go the way that I thought it should go well I need to look to hope to regain my strength to keep me going and to stop me from giving up. If I face temptation, if I face the idea to be dishonest, or if I face the idea to steal, to lie, to, to act on a lustful thought, I need to look to hope for strength and courage, to hold fast to the way that I know is right, the way I know is better, rather than the way of temporary, <laughs> let's be un honest, unsatisfying pleasure and temporary brief pleasure that's so easy to fall into. So what is hope? When we ordinarily think of hope, it is this desire for good in the future or this thing that we hope for in the future or the basis or reason for thinking that there will be something good in the future. Now, the biblical idea of hope is a little bit different. The, <laughs> it's, 
in fact, it, it kind of seems like the opposite if we really, really look at it well. Ordinarily, when it comes to the word hope, we express uncertainty through it rather than certainty. If a little girl says that she hopes that her dad gets home early, she means that she has no certainty that her father is going to come home early, but she has this desire that he would. When it comes to our friends, uh, we, we say that we hope that so-and-so gets home safely. We have no guarantees, but we have this desire that they would get home safely. When it comes to my everyday life, when it comes to getting to a meeting on time, there is more often than not this thing called traffic in the middle. And I hope for good traffic so that I can make my meeting on time. I have no guarantees that there will be good traffic. Um, good traffic will bring me my desired goal, but there is no way of really knowing what's going to happen between home and my destination. So ordinarily, we express hope by actually expressing uncertainty. But this is not the distinctive biblical meaning of hope. No, biblical hope is not just a desire for something that will be good and nice in the future. No, it is much rather, biblical hope is a confident expectation for something to happen in the future. It's kind of more of a knowing than this uncertainty that we've kind of dressed hope in. When the Bible tells us to hope in God, it does not mean that we cross our fingers, but it actually means that we expect good things from God, that when we put our hope in Him, is we have this confident expectation that what we hope for is really going to happen. God is really going to come through for us. It is not just airy-fairy and maybe we might get lucky if we cross our fingers. Oh, well, we're not, I, don't, I don't think that we should hope to die, but you know how that story goes. Paul explains it to us this way. He uses um, Abraham as an, uh, as an example as he writes to the church in Rome. Now, Abraham was, was given this promise that he would be the father of many nations. And, and he was confident and he was hopeful. But he was old. He was approaching 100 years in age. And his wife wasn't far behind. And so conventional wisdom said that, I think you're hoping in the wrong thing. But this is what Paul writes in Romans 4. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken. Even though at about a hundred years of age, he figured that his body was as good as, good as dead. And so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought God glory. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. And when he counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded for our benefit too, assuring us that God will also count us righteous if we believe in him. 
the one who raised Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. He was handed over to die because of our sins, and he was raised to life to make us right with God. You see, Abraham continued in hope. This extraordinary expectation, this extraordinary idea that God would come through for him. And because of that, Abraham gave us the opportunity to have relationship with God today. Now, Abraham didn't get it all right all the time. No, Abraham received this promise and he trusted this promise. And then Abraham messed up and it gave him the opportunity to trust again because what God did was amazing. God came and he made the promise again. He reaffirmed the promise and Abraham got to trust again. Abraham got to hope again. And as Abraham hoped, God repeated the promise. And Abraham hoped and God repeated the promise. Right up, to, right up until the time when Abraham was an old man, supposed to be a grandfather by that time. And he got to have a son. And he saw the start of the promise fulfilled. The faith which justified Abraham was faith in the future work of God. As it is said in verse 21, that Abraham was fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. Abraham's faith was the strong confidence in the future word and working of God. You see, the best way to explain it is that whenever faith in God is based on his word, well, we can call that hope. If it looks to the future, we can call that hope. But if hope rests on the word of God, then we can call that faith. Let me repeat that. Whenever faith in God looks to the future, it can be called hope. And whenever hope rests on the word of God, it can be called faith. I read this extraordinary story a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Charles Elliott Jr. was a civil engineer. And he was given the task to build a bridge across Niagara Falls. Now, what made Niagara Falls special was that it was over 250 meters wide where they wanted to build the bridge. And the cliffs on the side was around 70 meters high. Now, usually how you'd build a suspension bridge over this is you would have an archer shoot an arrow from the one, from the one bank across to the other, and this arrow would have a string attached to it. That string would then uh, be attached to the other side. They would pull a cord across, a stronger cord across, then a rope, and then finally these steel uh, wires would come across, and then a bridge would be built. Now, at 250 meters, there is no archer shooting any arrow with a string attached across that span of water. So, Mr. Elliot, um, or Elliot, came up with quite an ingenious solution. He decided that he wants to run a contest. And if anybody could fly a kite across the river at that point with a string attached, and that string can be attached on the other end and they can start pulling these ropes and wires across, then that person would win $10, which in that day was quite a fortune. There was one young man named Holman J. Walsh who was very interested to see what, if he could accomplish this. 
He came with his kite and he had a plan. He was one of many people who came with plans. Now, Mr. Walsh was on the American side. He had to take a ferry at the bottom of the, of, of the Niagara Falls across to the Canadian side. He had to hike miles up this, this, the side of this river and up on the cliffs. And he had to wait until midnight when there was a bit of a lull in the wind. He launched his kite high over Niagara Falls and he allowed it to float across with the string attached. When he was pretty certain that he'd got to the other side, there was a tug on the string and suddenly it had all just went limp. His hope fell because his kite was stuck on the other end and the string had broken off. So, to add insult to injury, he got stuck on the Canadian side of the river for eight days because there was river ice forming and the ferry couldn't take him back to America. But after eight days of waiting, he got to take the ferry back to America, went and found his kite again, took his kite back to the Canadian side, hiked up the, the gorge again, got to the top, flew his kite across and got the string attached to the other side. That string then was pulled across uh, as a cord and then a stronger cord, then a rope, and then these steel wires went across. And that was the start of the building of the suspension bridge. And that bridge was ultimately uh, concluded or, or finished um, July 26th, 1848. Now, it was one little insignificant string attached to a boy's kite that started this whole process uh, of getting two countries to be connected through communication and through trade. So often, we think very little of the hope that we carry around every day. It's like that little string hanging across a big open space of water. And we forget that that hope, that little string, is actually attached to so much more than what we can ever think or imagine. You see, it seems insignificant. And, it think, and we think that it's not going to change a thing. But God has great things in store for us when we, when we place our hope in Him. God has great things in store for us when we have a confident expectation that He will accomplish for us in the future what He has for us. You see, we can't begin to imagine how good God is and how great God is. That's why Isaiah tells us that his ways are so much higher than our ways and his thoughts are so much wider and bigger and greater than our thoughts. Why? Because God is really mysterious and really amazing and he has greater things than what we can think or imagine in stored for us. But we have to have that confident expectation, that hope, in Him. So I hope that you understand that hope does not imply uncertainty or lack of assurance. Instead, biblical hope is a confident expectation and desire for something good to happen in the future. What is your next step, you may ask? Well, what have you been hoping for? But not as a confident expectation, more as a uh, a confession of uncertainty. Do you need to change that? Does that need to become a confident expectation in a good God? Well, 
Renew your hope in God. What should you be hoping in God for? What is those things that, man, you've tried to accomplish in your own strength and in your own power, but actually in the back of your mind, you know that these things are so much bigger than me and I need outside help. In fact, I need <laughs> supernatural help. I want to say to you, renew your hope in God. Have that confident expectation in the King of Kings, in the Lord of Lords, in the good that He has in store for you. I want to finish us off today praying a prayer that, that Paul prayed to the Roman church. Let's pray this together. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. And then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. May God encourage you and strengthen you as you put your confident expectation, your hope in Him, trusting Him to see what you know in your heart He has placed there. Have a wonderful week ahead. If you enjoyed this session and you'd like to know more about us, then please come and connect with us through our website, our social media platforms, and come subscribe to our YouTube channel. All the links are listed below. Beyond that, we trust that you have an incredible week.